it just really struck me and I thought, oh gosh, do people look at it like that? So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one -on -one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. And since we're talking about the right questions, it's always asking the right question at the right time when it comes to getting repeat clients and referrals, which is our topic number two, right? Yeah, exactly. If you do a, if, if you do a shit job, you're not going to get that referral. So how are you getting repeat clients, repeat referrals, and do over $16 million a year? <laughs> so spending a little bit of money, um, I, I do um, some marketing that um, with some different companies. One of them is a monthly or every other month kind of postcard that offers a $10 off coupon for a local restaurant or for the uh, local um, minor league baseball team tickets or, you know, some kind of activity or um, whatever. So just, just getting a postcard sent out keeps you a little bit top of mind. Um, I, I have um, recently been doing a, a magazine, which is, you know, a little bit more money to spend and maybe being selective with who those are going to, but it's a nice quality magazine. I actually have had a few people, you know, contact me. Hey, thanks for that magazine. I really appreciate it. I, I'm finding things in there that I look forward to reading and, and so some, some good feedback there. It's just always, you know, because, um, you know, people will forget you. <laughs> they will totally, you know, forget who you were um, after you've been, you know, so close with them for, for the time frame when you're trying to buy a house. Um, and then um, I usually send out a Christmas or a Thanksgiving card if I get around to it. But I try to send those to, to my um, to my clients. I can't send them to all of them, but as many of them as I can. Um, I have some Facebook um, uh, postings that I do on, on my Facebook page, and I try to invite um, some of my past clients to follow me on that. But I'm not I'm not huge, I would say, on social media. I don't really even do much on Instagram. Uh, and then, yeah, just on occasion, maybe pick up the phone and call somebody and see how they're doing. Or if I saw on Facebook that they're having a baby or just had a baby, then drop them a card. Just things like that. You know, it, it's a, one of those things that always works. And I know you're very old school from that. I mean, with your, yeah, obviously you started back in 06, right? Or right. maybe even a little bit earlier. Um, and what I love about what you're sharing is that all of those things, they're all doable. It doesn't matter whether you're a brand new agent, you're a veteran, you're seasoned, or you're semi-established or whatever, right? And then on the flip side of that is, you don't always have to do everything that everybody else is doing. Like you just said, like, I'm not really big on social and that's okay. Cause you know, your demographic and I really want to get people to understand that getting the repeat clients and referrals is about really staying in touch. It's there's, there's no secret sauce to this. It's just about of saying, Hey, What's up? I'm here. How are you? By the way, Christmas card. By the way, Thanksgiving. By the way, pie giveaway. By the way, postcard. And it's one of those things where if they're going, hmm, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go sell my house now. It's wait, what was that agent's name? Oh yeah, yeah. hold on. I, I think I may have a postcard from them, or maybe I have a Christmas card from them. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. 
The, the one thing that I'm noticing, especially in my own business now too, it's the repeat clients and referrals is if you do a good job, that's great. But if you do a great job, it's exceptional because they always will remember it. I just, I just had a double closing, you know, today and it was probably one of the tougher deals, you right. know, managing given the circumstances um, of everything, you know, the couple was divorced. They had to sell their house. I had to find one party a house. I had to find the other party a house. You know, the house was closing earlier today. So technically it's a triple closing, but one of the parties moved in the day before. So, you know, that's why I'm not counting it. But then today we were dealing with an HOA issue and it was a denial as of 1130 while we're driving to our new place after we just signed the papers. And I could have been like, well, you know, that's really not my problem. <laughs> I already got paid at least for one of the transactions. Right. Uh-huh. But I know I'm going to have a client for a lifetime now because I got in the car. I went, I went to the HOA. I got it reversed. I got it approved. We worked through it. And I stuck there until all of the money was exchanged. The keys were exchanged. The final walkthrough was completed, which cost me about three and a half, four hours, which is yeah. way too long. Um, but that's, that's how you get repeat clients and referrals. That's what you, know? you do. Yeah. And, and, and it's like one of, one of those things. And I was just about checking in. Hey, how's your new place? Mm-hmm. Paying them quarterly. 36 touch point. If, 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 you know, if nobody's heard of this, which we've talked about it on the show, really what you're implementing mm-hmm. postcards, phone calls, texts, check-ins, birthdays, anniversaries, house anniversaries, wedding anniversaries, divorce anniversaries. They celebrate those too sometimes, right? Divorce <laughs> parties. Apparently that's a thing. Exactly. Um, and, and just knowing yeah. your audience. You know? No, absolutely. And, and and it's not to say that there are some past clients where you thought you had a great connection with them and then you discovered that they bought a house with somebody else. And, and you know, of course, it's going to hurt you. And, and you think, yeah, well, but at God, the end of the day, whose responsibility was that to remind them? Ours. <laughs> right. So so we can't blame them. Now, now listen, if you did a shit job, which, Joanne, yeah. I, I know you, you, you don't, right? But there are certain people that I wish they bought with somebody else the next time or sold, right? There, there are some people where I close on a house and I'm like, thank God that's fucking over. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're like, block them, delete them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they won't be on the Christmas card list. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's, there's very few and far in between, but really when we're talking about getting clients and getting repeat business, and I, I really didn't understand the referral game because I was very much paid advertising, top of the funnel, like grinded, pay for leads, get and move on to the next one. Yeah. I think it has to come with an evolution of your business. It has to move from a transaction-like business to a relationship-like business. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and, I, and somebody once said, you know, about, oh, you're in sales. I said, I'm not in sales. And it, it just really struck me. And I thought, oh, gosh, do people look at it like that? I never think of myself as being a salesperson. It's, it's the relations, number one. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 
Now back to the show. See, I, th- I think you bring up a valid point because sales has such a negative connotation to it. Yeah. So I want to address that because yeah. the highest paid profession in the world is sales. It doesn't matter what type of sales. If you have the right vehicle to sell, you can make an infinite amount of money because your commission base means performance. The better you get, the more you sell, the more you make, and you can create leverage, right? I believe that we are in sales 24 7, 365, whether we are talking with our significant other, whether we are talking with our kids, whether we're talking with our parents, siblings. Sales really is a, a relationship. And whether you are in sales as a profession or whether you are an engineer or whoever else, you're still in sales. Because when you are, let's say, exchanging opinions and you want to be right, you have to sell the other person on why your opinion makes sense. So when I changed my mindset and I looked at everything as sales, I started to not think that it's got this negative thing to it. Now, there's a difference between being salesy and cheesy and pushy and uncomfortable But a true professional will (laughs) sell you ice if you are an Eskimo and you're not even going to realize that you bought ice and you have ice all around you. Right. Right. And and, and that is the biggest, the biggest difference. Ever since I became a dad, um, I feel like I'm negotiating 24 seven with my kids. Now, so does my wife, but I seem to have a lot more respect in that avenue because my kids know that it's not a negotiation. It's a back and forth. It's a happy medium. We compromise, we come to a mutual understanding and we move on with my wife. They can almost get away with murder and she's going to kill me for saying this on the podcast because she's an amazing mother, but also because she's not as tough as I am on my kids. Right. Uh But it's also the different skill set. So sales, sales is really relationships. It's, it's building relationships at scale or meaningful relationships really at scale. And if the, the, the faster you can get over the fear of I'm in sales and you actually learn how to professionally sell, that's yes. when you're going to get the repeat clients and referrals because you're going to offer a different experience that is, that is welcomed, you know? The, no, I love that. That that's awesome. I'm going to write that down. Re, you know, come back and listen to that and remind myself of that. But I think it's the whole idea of you know that dress looks great on you, and you realize that when they walk out of the store, that you know they should not be walking around wearing that dress out in public. I'm not going to. You know, I I don't want to let a buyer buy a house that. I feel like you know has some issues, um, but then I have to remind myself. Well you know, they're adults, they're buying the house. I, I'll give them all the information that I can provide and ultimately let them make the decision. But I'm not going to try to talk them into buying a house just so I can, you know, get it, get a check. And that's really it, right? So I always tell my clients, I'm like, hey, we're going to go out, look at places. I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. My job is to be Switzerland, aka neutral. My job sure. is to equip you with Facts so you can make an educated decision about whether this is the right move for you, and I'll help you facilitate that. Um, and all of a sudden, it takes the barrier down, right? Uh-huh. But uh-huh. when you're 
a professional and you're really good at what you do, which I think both of us definitely have mastered a thing or two, you have to make sure that you have high ethics and moral standards because positive manipulation can turn very quickly into just manipulation or however you pronounce it. Right. Um, And that's when sales really has that negative stigma attached to it is because of that. It's selling somebody something they don't need or something that's trash or, you know, Oh, buy this house. It's amazing. You're going to look, you know, it's going to be great. Meanwhile, you know that the roof is about to give out because you saw whatever you saw and you didn't disclose. Right. That's a, that's right. a loss of waiting to happen. So exactly. And also you're not going to, you're not going to get repeat clients and referrals because they're going to blame you even if it's not your fault. Exactly. And, and I am, I'm of an age where I have two daughters. One is 31 and uh, 32 now, and the other one's 29. And I always think, okay, when they're out looking for a house and they've got an agent in whatever town they're living in, I'm hoping that agent is treating my daughters the way that I am going to treat people here, you know, looking to buy a house. It's just, it's just that important to me. And And that's a really great outlook to have. It's like, I, I always tell my clients, listen, I'm shopping with you like I'm shopping with my own money. If I'm not putting my own money or I'm not willing to buy this house myself, then we have no business moving forward on unless you absolutely love it and you just completely are going to disregard the advice that I'm going to give you. Um, right. Different story because we do have some of those clients still. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner or you can just click the link in the description below.